1: Hebrews chapter 11, verse six tells us without faith, you know this, it's impossible to please who saints? God. So behind the call, we're talking about the calling is belief and beyond or behind the belief is the message. Something heard. Notice Paul says, how shall they believe on him in whom they have not heard? You see that? In other words, listen, faith always has an object. Faith is not some ethereal feeling or sentiment. Don't you understand that to be a Christian means you're smart? Now, I tell you that because the world and the media would have you to believe to be a Christian. It means you're stupid. Oh, come on. You're a Christian. That's the media's mentality. And you're dumb. Listen, to be a Christian is smart. Because our faith, what makes you say that, Rodney? Because our faith is grounded in truth. Please, more than five people say amen. Amen. Y'all help me. Our faith is grounded in truth. The truth of the Bible, the truth of the scriptures... I don't have time to tell you, but there's so many truths that you can get your hand around that even if you're not a believer, you cannot deny. Here's one of them for you. The resurrection. I don't care if you don't believe in God. That makes no no matter. (laughs) It doesn't matter whether you believe in God or not. The reality is no one has ever produced the body, the bones of Jesus. And that's a fact. Somebody clap their hands, would you? That's a fact. That's a fact. Our faith is grounded in truth. It's founded in truth. It's not founded or grounded in a lie. Faith is something that's tangible that we can say. Look, when you become a Christian, you don't just check your brain at the door, contrary to opinion. People think, "Oh, you're a Christian now. Oh, it's all by faith. It's all by faith. Woo, Jesus. <laughs> oh, it's just all Jesus. It's all Jesus. It's all the Spirit." It's all the Spirit. Listen, it is all about Jesus. And we do need the Holy Spirit. And we do need faith. But it's not just about that. When you come become a Christian, you don't check your brain at the door. Well, I don't need to think anymore because it's all the Spirit. No, our faith is grounded in truth. You can have faith, listen. You can have faith that you can leap off of a building with one single bound But when you leap, you will find your faith gives way to reality. (laughs) And now you are one sensei with the curb. (laughs) Wax. You understand. Our faith is a reality And there's a truth and a value to our faith And Paul says How shall they believe in him In whom they have not heard In him Just in case Listen Just in case there's one person here That doesn't know what we're talking about Can I clear this up The him that we're talking about Is the Jesus of the Bible We're not talking about a new age Jesus We're not talking about the history channel Jesus Because the History Channel got some weird Jesus on there all the time. (laughs) Now, if you work for the History Channel, you know I love you, but y'all got some weird programming. (laughs) And I'm into it. I'm into history. Y'all know I like the... I like history. But that's a weird Jesus. (laughs) A weird Jesus is always glowing. I don't get it. He always got this light on him everywhere he goes on the History Channel. It's amazing. We're talking about the Jesus of the Bible. We're talking about a Jesus that came down to earth, a Jesus who was born of a virgin, took on flesh, lived as a man, was beaten, crucified, died, buried three days later, rose again from the grave. We're talking about a Jesus that many people saw who, after he had risen, we're talking about a Jesus who's coming back. Amen. How shall they believe unless somebody tells them? And behind the message is a messenger. Look at your Bibles again. How shall they hear without a preacher? Now listen, do I need to say that this is just not me? That's you too. We're all preachers. The message is always delivered by a messenger who believes it and has been changed by it. We're all preachers of the gospel. And I hope that some point in your life as a Christian... I hope somebody has ridiculed you for being a Christian. Bet you never heard that from the pulpit, have you? I hope you've been mocked as a preacher. Do you know when people make fun of you and say, oh, here comes the preacher again? To me, when people do that to me, that's a compliment. I tell them more more. <laughs> oh, you Christians. There you go, there you go again, preaching again. Listen, a little ridicule, and a little mocking just tells people that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. You're preaching the gospel. I remember when I was in the military at Camp Pendleton, I told you guys this. My nickname in the office was Deacon. They used to call me Deacon. Oh, here come Deacon. Because I used to preach all the time. i come to work preaching the gospel. Go home, preaching the gospel. they go on a happy hour after church or after... Um, <laughs> All right, I don't know what y'all doing at the church (laughs) I'm mad after work (laughs) And, uh, you know, I think we'll just pray and go home (laughs) What you doing, Beacon? After work Now I'm going to church, man. What you going to church for? Why would anybody go to church in the midweek? Because I need to go to church. I mean, I just love going to church. Hey, you should go to church too. Why don't you come and go to happy hour with us? Nope. Going to church. They start calling me deacon. And at, at first, get this, it was it was kind of derogatory. Deacon. Preacher. And then after a while, it started becoming a compliment. Where after a while now, they were at happy hour. Something happened on Monday morning. They're coming up. Hey, Deacon. Can you uh, pray about something? <laughs> pray about what? Well, so on and so forth happened. I said, well, yeah, well, come on. Let's pray right now, man. Right, right here, right now, right here, right now. Let's pray. No, I don't want to pray right now. Everybody's. <laughs> people looking. I said, well, come on, man. Let's, let's, okay, let's pray. I, I remember I let a... I, we went, went in the broom closet. I led a guy to the Lord in the broom closet, y'all. And then we, uh, we were coming out of the closet after he received the Lord. <laughs> and people said, people said, oh, I ain't know it was like that. You're coming out of the closet, huh? I said, well, well it's, not, it's not what it just seems. <laughs> we were actually uh, praying together, sure. <laughs> but truth is, I mean, you know, yeah, he received the Lord and, and, and it was a derogatory thing at first. But listen, if somebody's mocking you for being a Christian, then that's what they're supposed to be doing. And that means you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Because you're a messenger to take the gospel to the world who needs it. And then behind the messenger, you're still following with me? Paul says, as a sender, how notice can they preach unless they are, verse 15, sent? Then let me tell you right up front, Jesus is the one doing the sending. In Matthew chapter 9, Jesus said, the harvest is plentif- plenteous, but the laborers are few. So pray the Lord of the harvest that he might send forth laborers. Jesus is saying, listen, there's a lot of people who need to hear the gospel. And I'm really happy to say, it's probably my second time this morning saying it, but I'm happy to say last weekend, 43,000 people heard the gospel. And I'm happy about that. Jesus said there's a lot of people that need to hear the gospel. The problem is Satan is ripping a lot of Christians off. Because he's telling them that they don't want to hear it. You know, Satan would definitely seek to seduce God's people. To make them believe that people don't want to hear the gospel. You know, even when I'm preaching sometime, and I'll tell you this. uh, You know, sometimes when I'm preaching, and, you know, I'm I'm preaching, man, I'm I'm just preaching, sharing Jesus or whatever. You know, Satan will get in my head sometime. That's why I ask you guys to pray for me. Best thing you can do for me is pray for me. I mean, really. Because behind this pulpit, this is not a joke. People want to be in the pulpit. They want to be preachers. Listen, you don't want to be what God hasn't called you to be. Because when you get here, this is not a joke. You become this big red target for the enemy. And it is constant. And it is all night sometime. And sometimes it's all week. And sometime last year was all year. Spiritual warfare. And so I'm up here preaching, sharing the gospel. And, and, and Satan sometimes in my mind, oh, they don't want to hear it. They're not trying. I mean, I'm... Preachers oh, all I'm sweating, man. Oh, they don't even want to hear. They don't want to hear nothing about Jesus. They don't want to hear about Jesus. And sure enough, I look over at somebody and they're over there asleep. <laughs> and I'm like, man, oh my God. He's right. Satan's right. You know what I'm and I'm like, Jesus loves you. Yeah, he's right. He's right. Jesus loves you. Jesus died on the cross. Yeah, yeah, Satan's right. He'll try to rip you off. Satan will try to steal from you what God is wanting to give you. He'll try to distract you. And so people are now preaching the gospel. There's few laborers. I also think there's few laborers because everybody thinks that somebody else is doing the job. Well, you know, we, well, we pay Pastor Rodney to preach the gospel. That's why we pay him. So if we can just get him to church, people have come to me and said, Pastor Rodney, are you here next week? Are you preach? Yeah, yeah, good, good. Cause I'm bringing my friend to church. I want him to hear the gospel. I'm bringing him to the church, Pastor. Roddy. I'm bringing him. To I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for him. He's I'm waiting to get him here to the church so he can hear the gospel. I'm like, what you waiting on, man? To get him to church. Listen, what? you preach the gospel to him now. You don't know he's going to make it next week. You preach the gospel. Don't, don't wait to get him here to preach the gospel. You are a messenger. You preach the gospel. Everybody thinks somebody else is doing it. Listen, this story is told of four people. I've read it before. Told of four people named everybody, somebody, anybody, and nobody. Well, there was an important job to be done, and everybody was sure that somebody would do it. Anybody could have done it, but nobody did it. Somebody got angry about this because it was everybody's job. Everybody thought anybody could do it, but nobody realized that everybody wouldn't do it. It ended up that everybody blamed somebody, and nobody did what anybody could have done. Paul says, listen, how shall they preach unless they are sent? Verse 15, go ahead and look at it again in your Bibles. Paul quotes Isaiah 52, verse 7, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel. Wow, think of that. Have you ever thought of that? I mean, you don't usually think of beautiful feet. Amen, I don't. Trust, I don't. Beautiful feet. It reminds me of what Jesus said in Matthew 28, 19. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Jesus is telling the disciples to go with a message to the world. And Paul and Isaiah is telling us we have beautiful feet when we share the gospel. Beautiful feet when we share the gospel. Now look at verse 16. I got to move on. But they say, but in verse 16, but they have not all obeyed the gospel For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our report? So then faith comes by hearing. Read verse 17 with me, would you? So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But I say, have they not heard? Yes, indeed. Their sound has gone out to all the earth. Psalm 19 verse 4. And their words to the end of the world. But I say, did Israel not know? First, Moses says, I will provoke you to jealousy by those who are not a nation and I will move you to anger by a foolish nation. But Isaiah is very bold and says, I was found by those who did not seek me. That's the Gentiles. And I was made manifest to those who did not ask for me. But to Israel, he says, all day long, I have stretched out my hands to a disobedient and contrary people. Listen, saints, stop right there quickly. Give me your attention. Paul shares a truth here that's pretty obvious to all. Even though people hear the gospel, not everyone will accept the gospel. It would be nice if all you had to do is talk about Jesus and people got saved. It would be nice if people actually wanted to hear about Jesus and his love for them. But that's not the case. Most people don't want to hear all this Jesus stuff. And Isaiah prophesied about it as he said, Lord, who has believed our report? So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Listen, the Bible is clear. Listen, faith is a key doctrine in scripture. Over and over again in the Bible, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9. We've been saved by grace through what, saints? Faith. 2 Corinthians 5, 7, we walk by faith and not by what? Sight. Hebrews eleven six. 6, without faith it is impossible to please who? God. Romans 14, 23, whatever you do apart from faith is what? Sin. Romans 1, 17, Hebrews 10, 38, Habakkuk 2, 4, the just shall live by what? Faith. Jesus talks about mountain moving faith. That is the size of a grain of mustard seed. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? Jesus talks about this mountain moving faith. That is like unto the tiniest of all seeds. What does that teach us? Here's a freebie for you. That teaches us that you don't need a lot of faith in order to do big things for God. Isn't that contrary to popular teaching? Well, you got to have more faith, man. You better have more faith. Got to get more faith. Better get more faith. You need more faith. Really? Well, Jesus said, all I need is a little bit of faith and I can do great things. God knows we don't have a lot of faith. Don't flatter yourself. You know, oh, I got great faith. No, you don't. Jesus said, I don't even need your big faith. I need a little faith and I can do big things. Romans chapter 12, verse three talks about God has given to every man. Listen, a measure of what? Do you know every person has faith? Listen to me Everybody has faith People have said to me, Pastor, I don't have any faith Yes, you do Everyone has faith Do you know how much faith it takes to eat a Golden Corral? <laughs> Can I get a witness? <laughs> have you ever Been Been or I seen them when they come out. If you work at Golden Crow, I love you. But you I gotta talk about it. You ever see them open that door to the kitchen? Oh my Lord, good. If you've never been to Golden Crowd, wave at me. If you never have. Okay, good. Those two sisters, three sisters, don't don't ever go. And uh no, just kidding. I mean it takes great faith. We all have faith. You know how much faith it takes to ride on the airplane or land. I'm telling you, man, when they start to descend, I start speaking in tongues. I just, got to figure out something. Something coming out. Something's going to come out, man. something got to come out. You got got faith. Paul says, listen, faith comes by hearing. Listen, I got to wrap it up. I want to talk. And I want to tell you more, but I can't. Paul says, you know, faith comes by hearing. If you want to listen in all seriousness, if you want to increase your faith, you got to know the Bible. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the what? Word of God. If you want more faith, you got to get in the word of God. You got to hear more of the word of God. And it's in hearing God's word that will establish your life as a Christian. Listen. Are you one of those kind of Christians like I used to be when I first became a Christian for five years of my Christianity, I had this roller coaster Christian life. One day I was up the next day I was down, and I was generally up on Sunday. Man, we going to church on Sunday, and I went to church got in Christ. And we, we, we got in spirit. I mean, we, we had church I'm talking about dancing. I mean, we had a good time. and it was OK. I mean, you come to church, people dancing in the spirit, you just take off your jacket and get with the groove. I mean, just, you know, anybody, y'all know what I'm talking about, anybody, okay, nobody. All right. And my life was all based around emotionalism. (laughs) Emotionalism. Every week is, you know, got to get in church, and oh, it's great, and oh, the feeling. Ooh, did you feel that? And did you feel this? I leave church, did you feel the spirit? Did you feel the spirit? Never hear anybody talking about, did you hear the word? But did you feel the Spirit? Man, woo! The Spirit of God was high in there. Woo, 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 woo! And my life as a Christian was Sunday morning, man, I was really high in the Lord. But Monday coming down, and by Wednesday, man, my Wednesday morning, I'm a flesh monster. I'm all in the flesh, you know? And then, oh, we got church on Wednesday night. Oh, good, good, good. I get back to church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thursday morning, coming back down. Can't wait to get to Sunday. I go, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I started hearing the word of God. Well, then I walked into church that teaches the Bible, that actually opens the Bible, and actually reads the Bible. I was shocked when I first walked into church that actually read the Bible. I was like, you mean to tell me you guys are carrying Bibles? Yeah. And you read them? (laughs) I couldn't believe it. And then the word of God began to take root in my heart and my Christianity began to stabilize. And then I started learning that, hey, my faith was increasing in the Lord because I started learning the word. And I started looking back on the what God did for the people in the wilderness as he kept their shoes from running, from getting old for 40 years. And as he provided manna in the wilderness and as the water came from a rock and quails and meat and what God did for Gideon and Elisha and Abraham and, and Isaac and all of God's people. And I started reading all these things and I started realizing that if God could do it for them, then certainly He wants to do it for me. And my faith began to stabilize. So faith came by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And then I started to hear about how much God loves me because I never heard that. I went to Catholic school all my life. Maybe I, they said it, but I didn't hear it. Are you listening? I never heard or I don't remember hearing that God loves Rodney and not just the world. I don't remember hearing if I were the only person on earth he would would still come and die for me. I don't remember hearing God was watching over me every day of my life and wanting me to turn from my sin and turn to him. I don't remember hearing God loved me so much that he traded his life for mine. I don't remember hearing that he's coming again And I should keep looking for him I don't ever remember hearing that Now if somebody said it Okay fine But I didn't hear it And when I did hear it And I heard the word of God Listen I don't care what church you go to Whether you're visiting here this morning Welcome thank you for coming If you live in another state And you go home And you find a church that's teaching the Bible. I'm going to wait. Because you're never going to grow if you don't know God's word. Never. I tried it, I know. You can't grow apart from God's word. And that's why you got so many struggles in your life. That's why you can't get victory over your flesh. Because you don't know the word of God. And then when Satan comes against you, you're fighting with nothing. Man, you're fighting a spiritual battle with, with, with weak weapons. you fight, fighting, you're swinging in the dark. But when you know God's word and Satan comes against you, you start talking about the promises of God. You start remembering what God has done. You start knowing no weapon formed against me shall prosper. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And then you start getting victory in your life. God wants to give you victory. He says all day long in verse 21. Go ahead and peek at it. I know. I got to close. Go ahead and peek at it. All day long, God says, I have stretched out my hands to a disobedient and contrary people. Man, that's a beautiful picture of God. If you're taking notes, you write this down in your margin really quick. Beautiful picture of God. Write it down. God stretching out his hands all day long. And that day has been for 4,000 years of human history. As God has been wanting to draw men to himself all day long, tells us God is patient. Stretching out his hands tells us God is loving. God Almighty is patient and loving and standing with outstretched hands and open arms. And he stands on the mountain in Jerusalem. He looks over the city. He says, Jerusalem, Jerusalem. How I would have offered to, wanted to gather you under my wings as a hen gathers her chicks, but you would not. God is standing wanting to receive people. This is the message of the gospel. It's not about your own righteousness. It's about God standing and saying, come to me. The gospel message is summed up in one word, come. Not go, come. I'm standing with my nail-scarred hands, Jesus would say. If you will reach out and grab hold of them, you shall be saved. For whosoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Jew, Gentile, anybody, somebody, everybody who calls on his name will be saved. That's good news. That's good news. That's good news.
0: You have been listening to Salt and Light A radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch In Calvary Chapel, Cary Located in Apex, North Carolina Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday At this same time